Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Hello and welcome to the Well Said Podcast. I am Bella and today's episode is going to be a more sobering one. As you may have seen from the title, it'll be kind of on the topic of death and things relating to that. So it is going to be more sobering. But Lisa is a mom and wife. She has one daughter and she was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer and Specifically, it's glioblastoma? Yes. Okay, and that's just a really aggressive brain cancer. So uh, her life expectancy is a year. So, you know, that's kind of what she'll be talking about a little bit more. Um, But she'll also be talking about how this diagnosis has made her think and live differently. So thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> See, I told you I can't talk without crying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. When I first like was thinking about you know, having you on the podcast, I was just thinking about your life expectancy, and we often don't think about death as much as we should because you know it. It's a hard topic, and you know we don't want to die. You know we like life, and especially. For young people, we we just don't think about it because we don't think it's coming for a long time. So I really wanted to, you know, have you on to share what you have, um, like your mindset change and how you've been living differently, you know, for us young people, but also just for anybody because it's something that we really all need to think about more to, you know, think about where we're going when we die. Actually, when you reached, when I reached out to you to do this podcast, you said you're humbled that I asked you. But really, I'm just so humbled that you said yes, because I know that this is a really hard topic. And so I'm just so thankful that you did say yes, because I know that it's going to bless me and just so many other people. Thank you. So because of the seriousness of this topic and this podcast, I was debating whether or not to give you an icebreaker or not, but... (laughs) <laughs> I I like I didn't know if it would be appropriate or not, but I just decided to go for it just to add a little bit, you know, of happy stuff <laughs> into oh, it. Oh, anything, even if you want to ask the terrible stuff, <laughs> ask it all. <laughs> <laughs> so your icebreaker is if you had the chance to carry out as many shoes as you could for free, how many pairs do you think you would carry and what brand? Ooh. I definitely would carry out as many as I could. I love shoes. I mean, they would be on my head, on my teeth, <laughs> under my arms, you know, in yeah. my in my intimates, like <laughs> anywhere I could stick pairs of shoes, I would. Brands, that's hard because I just, I, I love, okay, for all the animal lovers out there, I apologize, but I love leather shoes because they're so comfortable. So it's really more like comfort. Comfort-based uh, type shoes. Okay. Do you have, like, a go-to brand or anything? Oh, let's see. I I love Vans. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they're, like, super comfortable. Yeah. I like Birkenstocks as well. Oh, I love Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah. So that probably would be my – I would run in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now getting into, 
what this podcast is about. Can you explain your diagnosis, kind of what it is, um, the cure, if there's a cure, the treatments, and, you know, your symptoms when you first found out your diagnosis? Sure. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning, and then hopefully I'll just answer all your questions. Yeah, okay. of course. So, um, probably around, I want to say... Mm, April-ish, I started um, noticing like some vision problems in my eyes. And so I went to the optometrist and really he just told me there was nothing wrong. I just had like aging eyes. And so it's like, oh, well, you're over 50. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Right. Here's that whole cycle. But then a couple weeks later, I started having headaches and I just, I just don't get headaches. So I thought, well, it's just stress because I went back to work this last Mm -hmm. year at the store, a UPS store. And I thought, well, maybe it's just stress and homeschooling and like accumulation of, of life. And so I thought I'll just take it easy, but I'll do like a, I'll do like a follow-up appointment with another optometrist just to make sure. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I had a headache so bad that it lasted for about three or four days. Oh, wow. And that just doesn't happen. So by the grace of God, you know, Alvin um, was able to stay home with me on, a, it was a Monday. And I had a friend that worked at Kaiser who got me into my appointment And right away, they just knew something was wrong. Didn't know what, but knew Mm -hmm. something was wrong. And I got in for a CAT scan and an MRI, like, back to back. Mm -hmm. They called me about 5 o'clock in the evening that night and said, there's something in your brain. We don't know what Mm -hmm. it is. And so right then and there, like, everything, like, my whole life, everything I thought just changed. But, you know, you you just don't know. And so at the urging of some friends, I got into the, I went to the emergency room, which then led me to be admitted to the hospital. And I hadn't even really seen a doctor yet. You know, you just get admitted. And by the time I got to see the doctor on Tuesday morning, I was already scheduled for brain surgery on Wednesday. So, you know, you're just praying, 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 Mm because, you know, they said it could be an infection or a tumor. Of course, you know, I want the infection that you think you can clear up. And so um, I came out of the surgery, and um, I still didn't really know what 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 it was. And um, I I can't remember if it was Wednesday night or Thursday morning when I finally saw the doctor, uh, the surgeon, and he told me that it was, you know, eighty percent chance that it's this stage four glioblastoma, mm-hmm. but we still didn't have any conclusive results. Probably for another few weeks. So then just everything changes, and I didn't know the prognosis at that time, but then um, a couple weeks later when I finally got the final diagnosis that, yes, it was stage four, and the prognosis is, you know, about a year, maybe 15 months. Of course, you have the less, too. could Mm -hmm. be a day. So, right. But right from the beginning, it's just when everything... I don't want to say your life flashed before your eyes because Mm -hmm. it's not like that, but it's just like literally a flip flop, like a 180, like everything, everything changed. And I realized like, what am I going to do? I have, I have a year, you know, of course I want the year, right? But I want more than the year, but I'm thinking, you know, in the, the long term, I want, I want more, but yeah, my whole perspective changed in an instant and I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. I really am because. I mean, it's sad, but when I think about it, it's, there's like so much joy in knowing that God gave me a chance to change my life. Not that, I mean, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but within that Christian realm, 
I had so much like grumbling and complaining and self-righteousness and judgment and so the fact that I get to repent mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm grateful for sorry did that answer yeah okay yeah, that did <laughs> you didn't really expect that you were gonna have cancer like that was completely no, a shock that was completely a shock and um you know because we'd had a couple people in the church that had, had some things in yeah. the brain and so you know I was just thinking well okay maybe I'm just gonna go through one of those things never because I never felt sick mm. you know I had a headache but I never actually felt sick with anything and so that was quite a shock um but even even in that you know now going through I've had like six weeks of radiation and I've had six weeks of chemotherapy um pills and even through that I have not been sick like you know, mm-hmm. you know like I think in my mind when I think of cancer I think of people who are just sick or nauseous you lose weight you lose your hair you mm-hmm. just it's just like misery and so the fact that God has not let me be miserable mm-hmm. has been a blessing yeah yeah <laughs> would you say that I mean I guess before you found out that you do have brain cancer and then now like are you scared of death have you been ever been scared of death uh, there's certain ways to die that I think I've been <laughs> scared of. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I don't want to drown. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be killed. Sorry. <laughs> so <it'll, laughs> probably on the extreme side, but um, being afraid of death, I, I don't think that I, that I am. Um, I think I'm more sad than anything. And I'm, I'm sad that my husband and my daughter mm-hmm. have to watch me die. And I'm sad for things that, you know, like, I think I'm going to miss. Whether it's, you know, seeing Gabby get her driver's license or or my first grandchild or, you know, things like that that I think that I'll miss. But when I recount my blessings, and I think that God, if he wants me home, there's nothing better. So... I feel selfish for being sad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely do. And I know that there's no cure for what I have, so it's just trying to keep it at bay. But there's also that hope and that possibility that mm-hmm. the brain tumor won't come back. You know, I want to be the one that, that lives for 30 years, Yeah. you know? I don't know if I will be, but but there's that hope, and I think there's always that hope in Jesus that... Yeah. You know he can do anything. You know he can take it like that or he could give it to me or, you know, it's just as, mm-hmm. you know, he's the God that gives and takes away. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Earlier you talked about um, how you have a chance to repent of, you know, your self-righteousness and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any life regrets that you are working to undo? Mm. I definitely, I definitely have things that I wish I did differently. I try not to live in regret because I think that's the the threat of the enemy trying mm-hmm. to impose on, on glorifying God. So I really try not to, but definitely when this all came about, I just thought, 
that, you know, there's relationships that still, that I still have in my life that aren't healed or mended or the way that I would like them. So I think about them a lot. I have, I do have two older sons and, um, and so I, that I don't, I don't have a relationship with. So of course I think about them Mm -hmm. and I think, what would I do or what would I say or differently, you know, but God has been gracious enough to me to let me make peace with things in my life so that I can glorify him. Mm-hmm. You kind of answered this a little bit, but mm-hmm. does it make you sad to think about leaving this earth and your family and friends? Yes. <laughs> and I feel bad for saying it because I know I should have my mind more focused on the eternal and the eternal perspective. But I, I do feel sad. I didn't feel sad for like a long time, like after my diagnosis and my surgery. And it was just, I felt like I was just living in this wonderful state of grace and everything was happy. I mean, besides the bummer news, mm-hmm. like everything was happy. And then one morning I woke up and I just started crying and I just thought, I'm going to miss, like, I think in my mind I'm going to miss this because I'm so finite. Yeah. But I but I know when I'm in heaven, I won't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a hard place to hard to like explain yeah sorry yeah (laughs) have with this being sad have you ever felt bitter or angry at God for letting you go through this no and I'm grateful for that too but that's kind of been like my life I've never that hasn't been one of my struggles in life is to be angry at things that were like the shoulda coulda Mm wouldas I've dealt with other other things but gratefully or graciously by the grace of God I haven't I haven't said like why me or yeah why do I have to walk this road or things like that it's it's not been yeah yeah how have you been living differently knowing that your life is coming to an end mm. you know when I first came out of surgery all I could think of was was this is it this <laughs> I'm just going to praise God, glorify his name. I'm not the evangelistic type, so I struggle with that mm-hmm. a lot. But I was like, you know, every person I meet is going gonna to have intention and it's going to have purpose. And and no matter what, I'm not going to say no to anything, you know, like anything if, if the Lord leads me. And so that's how I've been trying to live. About um, maybe two months into my diagnosis, I quickly found myself like falling back into my same, same like sin habits, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, as, as I'm waking up in the morning and I'm like, Lord, this, you know, I wasn't saying Lord, but I was like, mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate this heat, you know, <laughs> I hate, why do I have to go through my treatment on like the hottest days of like, you know, like that kind yeah. of stuff. And I was like, Ooh, like the Holy Spirit, like convicted me, like, like, please don't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably not expressing it well, but I've had the chance to do it differently. And yet I find myself going back and, and doing the same thing. So it's been uh, it's been great because I know that I have to change. It's not, you know, because mm-hmm. I have a time limit. So it's like, sorry, there's no time for, for that. And there's no time for no yeah. time for whining and complaining. You just, you know, yeah. it's all about the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I still fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I do think about that, like, if I were to come to the end of my life, you know, like with your situation, I sometimes think about like, yeah, I would just live differently, but 
you know, like what's to say that I have to start living differently when I have uh, a life expectancy? Like, why can't I start living differently now? Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Along the same lines, how has your life expectancy made you be more intentional with the relationships that you have? You know, like with your husband, your daughter, yeah. and friendships. I think I just realized now that everything is like so precious. Like, you know, my husband would always say, "Like, oh, we're making memories." And I think, oh, you know, <laughs> even though you know, you're like you're not having fun or something yeah. like that. Or it's like I don't, like I don't want to go to the beach today because it's super hot, right? Like, let's go on like a cloudy day. Now I'm like, oh yes, like. Yeah. I realize you just take those moments and you let, you know, I have to let God lead me, I guess is mm-hmm. maybe a better word. So when you wake, when I wake up anyway, because I would have a hard time, I would wake up and I would think of the things that, that I had to do for the day, whether it was make breakfast, homeschool Gabby, you know, before I go to the UPS store or, or I would think of like all those things. And now it's like, no, I need to go before the Lord, which which I would sometime in the morning, but now I need to go before the Lord and ask him to order the steps of the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm bad with the verses, so I apologize, but you know, to ordain your, to ordain your day. So then I realized that, um, you know, the interactions with Gabby, like I need to take them now. It's like, okay, well, you know what? I saw that not, you know, I need to address maybe something in her life or my, or with my husband. And I'd be like, or I would just like, let it slide. Like now I realize I have to, I don't, I don't have that, I don't want to say time is luxury, but time made me lazy. Mm -hmm. And now that I realize I don't have it, it's a struggle to not be the laziness in me. (laughs) Uh How have you been thinking about God differently? You know, like knowing that, oh, I'm going to be meeting him like really soon. How has that changed your mindset? Uh, At first it was like, I just want to sit at the feet of my Savior and be saved. And then sometimes, you know, like when you send me the questions for the podcast, like I don't like to think about them too much uh-huh. because then I think, mm, am I worthy enough? Mm-hmm. And have I, I know that I can't do enough or I can't, I can't do anything to be saved. At first, like I said, it was, it was wonderful. And then I start to get a little scared because... You know, you worry about um, not living right and wanting to get your life straight. And I feel like I've failed in that. So it's, but it's just made me realize more that I need him more. I need to wake up with the word. I need to go to bed with the word. And I know that I've heard that so many times, you know, just going to church or women's Bible studies or uh, like small group and all these things like that but there are things that I I think I never really took to heart and now I realize I really need to take them mm-hmm. to heart and and I just realize how lacking my spiritual life was mm-hmm. so I'm grateful that God gave me this chance to <laughs> better because it's well like he says right with he is the word of God so the more I read the more I get to know him and so that's that's been comforting at first it was a little scary because I realized how much maybe I didn't or I thought I should know more. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh-huh. How how has your faith been strengthened through this all? Um, I think he brought, like, so many people to me, like the church family, mm-hmm. with the prayers and just people bringing food and 
the texts or the phone calls and the cards and the flowers and the it's just been amazing like how he's strengthened that bond Mm -hmm. um with the church family because it's truly that's that's the family that you want to be interwoven with and and things like that so i just that's really been an eye-opener too because i didn't my prayer life is another one that's been Mm -hmm. lacking so it's really strengthened my prayer life because i realize like people that you don't that i wouldn't normally think to pray for or just things like that if somebody sent me a quick text then the lord just reminds me just pray for that person that just sent you the text because you can get overwhelmed and and even you know going to the store to buy uh, a journal so i can like keep track mm-hmm. of people to pray for because i get overwhelmed like really easy like i start thinking you know i start you know lord you know pray for my husband pray for my children you know pray for my mom pray for my sister my brother and then his kids and then this and that mm-hmm. and the other and then you know you're like it's <sighs> a lot that's a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like i gotta get going like in my mind i'm like i gotta get going on the day lord i can't sit uh-huh. all day in prayer and then the lord's like oh yes you can <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah he helps me with that <laughs> What has been the most encouraging thing to you? Like you talked talked about the texts and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know what has been like the most encouraging? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, the people praying for me has probably been like I don't even know how to describe it. When I woke up from surgery, it's like when I can feel the people praying for me. Mm-hmm. And why are they praying for me when I didn't pray for them? So it was very humbling. And I think it makes, or helps me anyway, to be more intentional with just thoughtfulness and and prayer because I think I took prayer for granted in that I can do it in the morning and I can do it at night. But, you know, if I... If I didn't do it at night, it's okay. I just was tired, right? I yeah. had a lot of things to do. <laughs> yeah. But I really need to be very intentional about everything that I do. And I know it sounds like, I think I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I don't know a better way to describe it. No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, though. What has been one, or like at least mm-hmm. one good thing that you have seen come from what you have gone through you know like whether it's in you in a friend in a family member I think I think it goodness I've seen so much good I've been able to have my family come to church Mm -hmm. with me who don't believe or who and it's emboldened me and then Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right word uh you know my sister um who is not saved and my mom who is not saved uh, it just has made me more bold in, in telling them how much I love Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> and that I want them to love Jesus too so that they can be saved and that there's no time to waste. And so that's been, that's been good. It's also let me have some conversations with my husband, um, things that I needed to make right with him. And also with Abby, too, because I don't think of the eternal 
as much with Gabby because I think we have so much time. So, you know, it's focused on her future and things that maybe we need to get done. And, and it's really nothing, nothing matters but the Lord. And if you put him first, I mean, uh, sorry, sound like a broken mm-hmm. record, but, you know, he will give you all the desires of your heart and, and he'll provide. And here I, I think I thought I had so much control over that. Mm-hmm with homeschooling her or helping my husband or doing this like they needed me and and now that I can be plucked out of the equation mm. I realize that that God is gonna that they need God they don't mm-hmm. always need me they want me but yeah <laughs> yeah this is actually the question that made me like that the first question that I thought of that I really that kind of made me want to um, ask you and that mm. is has having a life expectancy made you more excited for heaven wow that's a good question <laughs> um yes and yes and no I think yes because the fact that maybe the Lord is bringing me home maybe he doesn't want me to see things or maybe he, or he just feels like it's time for her that I felt, I think I felt special that the Lord is like, it, yeah, but you know, cancer's a bummer, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's time for my daughter to come home. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm so touched by that, by the love that God has for me. And then the other part was the, a bad thing or, or just like how's life, um, having a life expectancy oh. made you more excited for yes. heaven. Yes. So in that respect, I'm excited because I know that the Lord loves me and he's calling me home. And then I, sometimes I don't get excited because I think selfishly or, and I think back to the people in the Bible who asked God for maybe like 15 more years, (laughs) things like that. And so I struggle sometimes in my prayer life thinking, God, can, can you extend my life so I can see this? Or God, can you extend my life to see that? And and but ultimately it's his will i know you know you know jesus asked for things as well and and ultimately it's god's will so yeah but i would like to be here for a little bit longer (laughs) (laughs) if i could and sometimes i think like you know like some of the ministries at church you know like i love awana Mm -hmm. i I really love awana and so like right now i'm like lord can i do awana this year and can Mm -hmm. i make it till the end you know because I think that would be hard if I were to start Awana and then, yeah. you know, have to quit or or have those little girls have to see something that maybe it's not, they're not ready. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of talked about this a little bit, just like scattered around, but yeah. uh, have you been doing and what are you going to do with your last days? great question (laughs) sometimes I think I don't know (laughs) because there's definitely places I'd like to see like maybe travel and then like when I really sit down and think okay I'm gonna make plans and we're gonna go here because this is somewhere that I've always wanted to see and then I just like feel convicted that uh, the Lord has me just right here right now so then I think, this okay, Lord, this is where you want me to be. This is where I'm going to be. So I need to be 
praying for my family, talking with my family, shining the light unto the Lord only, um, just praising his name. I realize that there isn't anything that I can do or that the Lord doesn't need me to do anything for him. But there's so much that I think I want to do for him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just every day, just, Lord, what can I do for you today? And if that means, you know, sitting and watching movies with Gabby or something like that, I find myself doing things that I don't want to do. I know that sounds (laughs) awful, but, you know, or having conversations that I, I don't, I'm not a big, like, talker or people person. So to have to make intentions to talk to people or, or have conversations, um, I just, I'm, I'm grateful now, but mm-hmm. you know, those aren't things that I would just be like, Oh no, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to talk or, you know, like sometimes even when my husband and I go to the grocery store, I would say, can we just go in and come out? You know, cause mm-hmm. Mr. Luna likes to talk to everybody <laughs> and everything. I was like, I just wanted a can of soup. Right. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, two hours later, mm-hmm. but now I realize that, hey, you know what? Two hours later is okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think when we think about, you know, what would I do with my last days? We often think of like mm-hmm. our bucket list, like the things that we want to do. Like you mentioned travel, mm-hmm. but then you think about it. And when Jesus came to the end of his life, he washed his disciples feet. You know, he was yes. serving yes. them and that's not our natural tendency as humans to, you know, just naturally serve everybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, taking that example from Jesus and serving yes. and not doing, you know, whatever we want, you know. Struggling against the flesh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As we come to a close, what is something you would want to tell each person listening? I should have thought about that one a little bit more. There's really nothing but the Lord. I mean, it's just, it's all, all glory to God. Love Jesus. Love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, all of those great commandments that Jesus gave, you know, towards the end is just so true. It's just all about him. There's, there's nothing in my life that even, that even can come close being what I would want, you know, because I wouldn't have chose Jesus if he wouldn't, if he hadn't chosen me, yeah. you know, I mean, I wish I could, I wish I could say choose Jesus, but I know mm-hmm. that, that God has a bigger plan for everything, but it's just, and I, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of feel silly about love, but I know God is love. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel so blessed that I have some time to love not myself, mm-hmm. but <laughs> love my family, not, and not my immediate family, but my church family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can the listeners pray for you and your family? Mm. It sounds selfish, but I pray for healing. Mm-hmm. I do. I pray for that ultimate healing and I pray. I would ask for prayer for my husband and for Gabby. I think I had talked with somebody at church and you know, I was telling them that I didn't want Gabby to be that girl whose mom is dying. Mm. And then my husband heard me and he's like, but I don't want to be the husband, you know, whose wife is dying either. And I said, I know, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> so I would ask for a prayer for them. 
And I know Gabby is, and my husband are both like, but you'll be with Jesus. It'll be okay. And I, just, I know, I know, but I want, I don't want them to, I don't know. Sometimes I think about, like, if Gabby at my funeral, and my husband, and I think that would be so hard, but I know that God has a purpose for all of that, and all things work for good. Well, for those who are called according to his purpose, right? Yeah. It will all be for good. It will mm-hmm. all be for his glory. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know this wasn't the easiest or happiest thing. Oh, but okay. Thank you. But thank you so much for having this conversation. And um, I really think that it will be eye-opening for the listeners to, you know, come face-to-face with, you know, death isn't like we don't know when we're gonna die and tomorrow isn't promised to us so i think that it'll be encouraging for them and it'll provoke some thinking in them so thank you so much